0: came to my rescue from the grave i've been raised when i needed a savior to save me jesus you made a way i was blind but these eyes have been open now i walk in the light every step on this road i will follow jesus you made a way. The following message was recorded by The Way in Andrea. Lead Pastor Von Jarrett has a heart for the people at The Way and a desire to reach the lost. The Waste Production Department prays this message is a blessing to you and that you find yourself closer to God through application. Good morning. Good morning. All right, so, um, Isaiah, can you turn me down just a tiny bit, please? Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I have the privilege of sharing with uh, the, the church today. And, uh, yeah, Pastor and uh, Brother Ray, they've been planning this Yosemite trip for like six, seven years, and they finally were able to take the whole family and enjoy uh, each other. So uh, keep them in prayer, and let, let, uh, let them just enjoy the time and get back home safe. Amen. 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 Uh, One thing, uh, elevate as Zach mentioned. It's coming up here on the twenty fourth. Most of you guys may not know, but uh, Pastor Adam, who is uh, the leader and pastor of the Orange County Fellowship, uh, he's the one who who received this vision uh, for the young for the younger generation to have these conferences, Um, and he's been doing it for years and years and years. I just uh, like to mention him because he he is really um, going through some things. His wife uh, was recently diagnosed with cancer, uh, so please, please uh, join us and you know let's lift them up in prayer, knowing and believing that they're gonna um, overcome this uh, this cancer. Uh, and you know, you know, from what I know of Pastor Adam, you know he. I remember at the last conference, he dedicated his son to to be a pastor, to lead, and it was the most amazing thing I've ever witnessed. And I, I know his heart, and I know that he is, um, you know, really focusing on everything that God's put in front of him, including his wife and the conference. So please keep um, his wife and his family in prayer. All right. so um, So as you guys know, we've been... And uh, uh, our series series have been around missional um, uh, community, missional father, we touched on that, uh, missional praying community, uh, missional advancing, and the missional community makes room. That was last week, amen. Um, So, uh, you know, God's doing something special. Uh, He's always doing something special. And this this season here with this series is... um, I think is really helping us all grow as a church, individually, together, um, and it's really, really special. Um, so, about six years ago, uh, as you guys know, um, you know, me and my family came to, to faith, came to the Lord, and um, in the beginning, uh, you know, it was a very selfish time um, in a way where it was all about myself, my family, and Christ, we just really wanted to know who Christ was, how He could help us in the situations uh, uh, that you know we were in at that moment in our life. Um, so, yeah. So at that time, it was a more selfish relationship that we had. Again, just focusing on ourselves, focusing on uh, my wife and my children, and also Christ. The second year, um, we uh, wanted to keep growing, so we had to keep going. So, uh, as, and, you, and you guys know, you know Pastor has always um, you know, encouraged us to be involved, to be engaged, to, um, and there's something for that. I mean, my testimony, our family's testimony is that we were able to grow to know the Lord um, in His amazing way by just being obedient and coming, you know, keep, keep coming, keep being engaged, even though at times we didn't want to, right? Uh, especially with tithing. We didn't want to tithe. We didn't think we had to give 10%. And even though the Bible said that and the pastor was preaching that, we did what we wanted to and give what we wanted to. Um, but, uh, and then also around year two, you know, uh, we would be going to all the different men's fellowships, uh, women's fellowships, and then also conferences. But it was all about us still. Even though we would go, it was about us. Like, Lord, help me you know, with my situation, help me grow closer to you, help me with all the challenges that I have. It was still about, it was always about us at that, the first two, three years. Um, and then around year three, um, we, we, uh, we felt like the Lord starting to lead us and show us uh, that it wasn't about us, right? And it was about more living for him and loving others and being a servant. Uh, Just like he's, you know, showed us uh, to be. Um, So around that time is when uh, the Lord led my heart to get involved more uh, and to, you know, give back and um, to lead a ministry. So we uh, decided to take on the youth ministry at the time, uh, which was uh, such a blessing. Uh, And then later, shortly after that, Julia um, decided to... um, also lead um, the women's ministry. Um, but I want to back up here. Sorry. So the first year, thank you. The first year, um, when I gave my life to the Lord, there was a mission. And I just kept going and everything I heard from the Word of God, I just wanted to do it. Baptized, get baptized. I don't know why, but just I just did it because that's what the Word was telling me. Uh, but Julia had a different um, journey. She had questions and uh, I didn't have any questions. I don't really ask a lot of questions. I just do what I'm told uh, for the most part. But with Julia, she had questions and she would go to the service and she would hear, you know, uh, our sisters say, oh yeah, I, I hear from God. I feel him and she's like, what are they talking about? And people, you know, at some of the services are like just, you know, um, laying down and, and just, in. In, in spirit, right, uh, because of, of, of the presence of the Lord. And she just didn't understand it. So I think it was like six months into it or something like that, um, we were we went to bed. And um, Julia, you know, as you probably guys know, she at times has a tough time um, sleeping, uh, like deep sleep. Uh, she's just, she has that motherly thing that, you know, she, She's always awake thinking about the kids, thinking about a million things, and that that's, uh, makes, it makes it tougher to sleep. But one night, um, she uh, had someone show up next to her bed. And uh, it, was, it was the Lord. And the Lord, um, and she said, I was not dreaming. I was wide awake, so I believe her because she has a tough time sleeping. And she said, um, basically the Lord said, I am here, do you believe now? And then, since that moment, because she really was seeking that intimate relationship, just like everyone else was talking about, right? And that's from that moment. I said, "All right, baptism. What's next?" And she was on that mission that the Lord had for her. Um, so anyway, around year three, uh, the Lord started to really change our hearts um, to to you know to be used as uh, servants to. Um, for, his, for, his, for, for his church. So we start leading the youth and Julie start leading the women's ministry. Around year four, uh, God continued to stretch us and, and, and help us grow. Um, we were trying to balance life and ministry um, uh, uh, you know, at that time. Uh, we still do. And around uh, end of year four, that was when the Lord led um, PV to call Raymond and I elders of the church. It got real. It got real. You know, we thought leading ministries were, were, were tough, but the uh, pastor calls us and has a meeting with us and calls us elders, and we learned about what eldership is and what the responsibilities are. And, you know, we went home and talked to our wives, and be honest, at first we're like, no, who, me? Why me? I'm not ready. There's no way. Um, but that was just the end of me. Yeah, you know, the enemy likes to make us feel that we we're not capable of, of um, being used by the Lord. So um, so we, we we you know obviously we we talked about it. We were really nervous about it, and uh, but we you know had to just um, trust the Lord. And and, and it was, he's so amazing. I mean, the the church is growing. Pastor and Mary have been you know serving so hard for so long that God just brought him support, you know, support to just allow him to endure and to continue to do the, the Lord's work, amen? So um, this is all, you know, all because of God's glory. Um, so, so yeah, we, we decide to, um, you know, um, take, in, take into that uh, invitation. Um, and around year five, Uh, In the beginning of year five, the Lord continued to increase uh, our desire to serve the church and get more involved and more available. So as you guys, most of you guys know, about a year and a half, two years ago, we moved from Irvine to Brea. Uh, One thing that was on my heart that God put is being more involved with the youth's life. And it was hard for us because, you know, we're commuting from Irvine to here, um, Wednesdays, Sundays, and sometimes an extra day for, you know, uh, another event. But... I really want to be there to support them just like I would be able to support my children at their events at their you know or whatever take them to lunch whatever I can Uh, that that was the desire the Lord gave us and we really fell in love with the city Um, such a blessed city Um, so many churches that really support one another it's so special right and uh, I think that's God's intention not to have everyone you know, and separate. Just serve him as one body, all of us. And the relationships that pastor has with all the other pastors in the city is just awesome. I love it. Um, and it's such a blessing. So, yeah, that's basically our journey since we gave our life to the Lord. Um, and uh, I'll tell you uh, what our uh, what the title will be, and, that's, and you'll understand why I share that. But let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for this day. We thank you for um, just a breath in our lungs, Lord. We thank you for opening our eyes this morning and just being able to be here with you, Lord. Um, we thank you for your presence, Father. You are the great I am, Lord. You are the author of our life. You are the King of Kings. You are the Messiah. You are the author of our life, Lord. You are the. You are the King of Kings, Lord. You are gentle, graceful, merciful. You are all things, Lord. We thank you for everything that you are, Lord. We thank you for the hedge of protection that you place over us daily, Lord. We thank you for speaking to us. We thank you for always being available, Lord. I just ask you to have your way with this message, Lord. Use me as your vessel, Lord. Let, um, let us receive whatever it is that you have, Father. I ask that we all receive with open hearts, that we open our hearts to you, Father God, so that you may just come into us, Lord, and, and, and just help us uh, with whatever it is that we're challenging with, Lord. Encourage us through this message, Father God. We love you, Lord. We thank you. Have your way. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 All right, uh, so uh, today's um, message, the title is Mission of Life for the Kingdom of God. A missional life. So I'm going to focus on the story, a couple in the Bible, and we're going to be in uh, Acts chapter 18 today. So if you guys want to open your Bibles, we'll also have the, the passage on, on the screen for you guys. Um, so, missional life is where you're on a specific mission, right? Amen. A mission is a job, task, assignment, work, and an undertaking, right? So I want to share a story about a spirit-filled couple that have a godly marriage that will result in a powerful ministry for the Lord. Their marriage shows us the love of Christ for the church. So Acts 18, I'm going to read... uh, 26, um, verse uh, 1 through 26 here. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth. And and he found a certain Jew named uh, Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome and he came to and he came to them so because he was of the same trade he stayed with them and worked for by occupation they were tent makers and he and he reasoned in the synagogue every sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks when Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia Paul was compelled By the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is Christ. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. And he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man named Justice. One who worshipped God whose house was next door to the synagogue. There's a justice here that lives right next door to this church. It's pretty cool, huh? And he worships the Lord. Right? Um, It's so funny because when I first read this uh, scripture, I called him, I texted him, I told him about it. Then pastor about two weeks ago came across it and sent him uh, the scripture. Amen. Um, So then, Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household, and many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed, and were baptized. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak, and do not keep silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you. For I have many people in this city, and he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. When Gallio was uh, proconsul of uh, 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 Achaia, the Jewish—I'm the, sorry—the Jews with one accord rose up against Paul and brought him to the judgment seat, saying. The fellow persuades men to worship God contrary to the law. And when Paul was about to open his mouth, Galileo said to the Jews, If it were a matter of wrongdoing or wicked crimes, O Jews, there would be reason why I should bear with you. But if it is a question of words and names, and your own law, look to it yourselves, for I do not want to be a judge of such matters. And he drove them from the judgment seat. Then all the Greeks took um, Sosthenes, Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. But Gelio took no notice of these things. So Paul still remained a good while, Then then he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria. And Priscilla and Aquila were with him, and he had his hair cut off at Centuria, for he had taken a vow. And he came to Ephesus and left them there. But he himself entered the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay a longer time, with them he did not consent, but took, leave, but, but took leave of them, saying, I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem, but I will return again to you God willing. And he said, I'm sorry, he sailed from Ephesus. And when he had landed at Caesarea and gone up and greeted the church, he went down Antioch. After he had spent some time there, he departed and went over the region of uh, Galatia and uh, Phrygia in order, strengthening all the disciples. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being... Fervent in in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. So, pretty long. uh, But Paul... um, you know, he, he, he uh, as you guys know, in Acts, he's traveling and he's uh, building the church and he is uh, sharing the gospel. And he enters into, and right before this, actually, before he meets Aquila and Priscilla, he was prisoned, beaten, right? So, uh, but he continues to take the course and, and move forward. And uh, he comes into, um, he came into Corinth, which is in Greece, and uh, met Priscilla and Aquila. Uh, it says that they were both in the same occupation. They were both tent makers. So uh, they lived together. Paul actually lived with them uh, with Priscilla and Quayla and worked with them. Um, The second thing I want to point out uh, of this couple is um, also when um, When uh, Paul sailed to Syria, right, Uh, it says they went with him, right? So imagine, like, your whole life, you know, you you finally went to a new place as a refugee, right, got pushed out of, uh, um, where was it, Rome, right, got pushed out of Rome, came here to to Corinth, and now you're, you know, they have their house and they're serving the Lord, and um, Paul comes in, lives with them, and now Paul c- continues his journey, and they actually join him. So it's so, it's so, so special, uh, and the sacrifice, if you think about it, you know, leaving your comfortable space where you just landed and you just started, you know, starting your life again to pick up and leave with your brother to uh, serve the Lord. So that's another special thing they did is they just picked up and, you know, kept going. Um, and and we can all agree I think that would be challenging amen Um, also another thing I noticed through the scripture is when the uh, the Jew named Apollos uh, who was preaching right it says he only knew the baptism of John and imagine the, the boldness to be able to pull your brother aside and say, hey, let me tell you more about Jesus, right? And this area, you know, just early in the, this morning as I read it again, it reminds me of just discipleship. Yes. They were discipling his brother and, and showing him uh, more about what um, the Lord is. Um, so 1 Corinthians, I want to share two more scriptures on the couple. Um, 1 Corinthians uh, 16. 19 through 20. Let's see here. Okay, so this is... The churches of Asia greet you. Aquila and Priscilla greet you heartily in the Lord with the church that is in their house. All the brethren greet you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Holy kiss. So it also here Paul's telling us um, that they were having life groups. They were leading life groups. Amen. Amen? Um, and then Romans 16, 3 and 5. Let's see here. Romans sixteen. Where am I? All right, so sixteen. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus who risked their own necks for my life to whom not only I give thanks but also <clears throat> but excuse me also all the churches of the gentiles <clears throat> so here Paul's telling us that they risked their lives for Paul right so this couple traveled traveled for the Lord after they had come to faith in the Lord Jesus their Messiah They were determined to serve him together with a godly marriage for for ministry. They labored in the gospel with Paul, opened their home for meeting of the local church, and showed hospitality to traveling preachers as well, just as Paul. Uh, Their life is very similar to our lives today with our life groups and our hosts that are blessing us um, with uh, wonderful hospitality. it's really cool. You see our lives in their, in their life, in, in the story of the Bible. Amen? Uh, you see that they were um, loving and caring when Paul came. Imagine, you know, all the struggles that he went through uh, prior to actually being there and being welcomed uh, by, the, by his brother and sister, uh, Aquila and Priscilla. They also um, traveled with, with him, supported him, fed him, right? All those things. They... Um, they were also discipling uh, their brothers and sisters. Um, and they also opened their homes for their church gatherings, right? Really special. <clears throat> and they sacrificed, like uh, Paul said, their own neck, their own lives um, for um, the Lord's mission. So now, uh, I'm going I'm to focus on a couple of different uh, areas that we should consider And I truly believe is required to uh, live an effective missional life. We will now shift our focus um, on our Heavenly Father who will help us see what is uh, required to live a missional life. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Number one. You guys ready? All right. It's quiet in here. (laughs) I know I'm not as funny or... Lord help me. Thank you. Thank you, sis. Um, The first thing I want to touch on is a desire and compassion to serve in the kingdom. I hope you guys agree with that. A desire. Without a desire, I don't think we'll be successful at any mission. And a compassion. What is the Lord's desire? Matthew 28:16 through 20 Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go When they saw him they worshiped him but some of them doubted Jesus came and told his disciples I have been given all authority in heaven and on and on earth Therefore Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It's pretty clear, right? That's his desire of us. Amen? Amen. Jesus' nature is compassion. That's just who he is. Uh, And he shows us that. His delight is to show mercy. The Latin root of compassion literally means to suffer with. So compassion is to suffer with. Compassion is the ability to feel along with another person. The willingness to sympathize with with the pain of one's fellow humans. More than that, compassion is the pity that steers one to act in order to help those who suffer. A couple of examples that the Lord shows us is in Mark uh, chapter one, verse 40 and uh, through 42. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you are willing, You can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with his compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be healed. Instantly the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Matthew 20, verse 30 to 34. Two blind men were sitting beside the road... When they heard that Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Be quiet, the crowd yelled at them, but they only shouted louder. Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. When Jesus heard them, he stopped and called. What do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said, we want to see Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. Instantly, they could see. Then they followed him. Then they followed him. Last example, Luke uh, chapter 7, 11 through 15. Soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to a village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral uh, procession, was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bears stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. To live a missional life for the kingdom of God, we first need to lay down our desires for his desires. Okay? So to be able to live a missional life, we must lay our desires for His desires. We need to seek Him every day as our Heavenly Father, from the moment we wake up to the moment we, we close our eyes, in a daily communication with Him, just like we would with our kids or our parents, um, and, 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 you know, and go to Him with anything and everything. We will see the Lord's compassion and desires come to life in our lives when we truly desire to please Him and be obedient and to surrender to Him. We will definitely see it. And we see it today. We see it in all of our lives today. It's really cool when we stop and just reflect on all the things He's doing and he, you know, He's done and He continues to do in, all, in the whole body. Amen? So, that was uh, number one. So, having a desire and a compassion is required to live a missional life. uh, Just like the Lord showed us. A second one is enduring. Enduring. There's going to be trials and tribulations in our lives that we are going to have to experience. We've all experienced it already, and we are going to continue to experience it. Um, the first one is uh, emotional we must endure emotionally because we do get attacked emotionally, amen we get attacked by everyone Uh, family members uh, strangers teachers um, each other here right, let's be honest let's not uh, we at times, you know can offend each other, hurt each other, right? I have been. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I know I have offended, and I've, I, I've had my my feelings. Oh, my feelings. Uh, but uh, it's just, it's, it's the flesh. Um, however, uh, recently the, the Lord has been sa- sharing the scripture with us and telling us in, in Colossians chapter 3.13, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you Amen. pretty clear right yeah. right pretty clear hard to do but pretty clear but it's definitely doable okay. and remember the lord forgave you so you must forgive others if we can't forgive we are allowing ourselves to get a hardened heart if we can't forgive, we're, we are allowing, not the enemy, we are allowing ourselves to have a hardened heart. With a hardened heart, you can't really love. You can't love, you can't share the Lord's love with the hardened heart. That's why he tells you, he tells us, forgive him. Right? Forgive him so that you can continue to love. The second area that we must endure is... Uh, division and separation that we all have experienced, either spiritually, physically, um, you know, from loved ones, parents divorcing, siblings being separated, or or the kids being separated, you know, from from the parents. Or even also when we make bad choices that, you know, ends us up in solitary, away from our loved ones, right? There's consequences there, but we have to endure. Uh, Psalm 68, 5. Father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God whose dwelling is holy. James 1, Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God The Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. God is asking us to tend to the orphans and widows. And not just tend, but this is what the Lord put on my heart when I was making my notes, but to tend cheerfully and joyfully. Not just to show acts of it, but actually having the heart and the joy to, to, to tend to them. We're so blessed here, I mean, with all that God provides, all the opportunities with the different ministries, with Orangewood, where the ladies just recently went, um, and where the youth's been, you know, down to uh, LA, uh, uh, feeding and caring for our brothers and sisters that are lost in the world. I mean, there's all these opportunities that God's providing through this, through this body. And, um, and we all see um, you know how how it blesses us, and it blesses um, the people that we, you know, come across. Amen. Amen. Um, but again, we must do it cheerfully and joyfully. Okay. Uh, the last one is death, and this is something that's, you know, I think we all know we're all going to have to deal with one day. Okay. We've lost loved ones, uh, we will lose loved ones, and we will. You know, our time here will will end, um, but we have to endure through those times. Um, Psalms thirty four eighteen. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted; he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Matthew five four. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Death comes to us all, but it is not the end. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory, a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. God is reminding us that all things in the physical form will perish. Right? But all things that we can't see will be uh, forever. If we don't endure, (coughs) we will quit. Right? Right? If we don't endure, we will quit. And if we quit, we will not be able to share God's love and everything else he died for. So I think it's important that we understand the value of enduring. Because if we don't, we're just giving up. And if we give up, then we can't share his love and everything else that he's provided to us on that cross. And he's endured through everything. You know, we, we know what he's endured, <coughs> endured <coughs> through. We can't imagine how tough it was. But he he did it for us, right? This is um, the most important part. We can only endure by his word and having faith. We can only endure with him. When we rely on ourselves, we're not going to be able to do it. But through scripture, as uh, I shared with you here, a couple of different scriptures, that's the only way we can endure is by knowing his word, by knowing him, by hearing from, from him in those tough times. Otherwise, we're just gonna rely on ourselves, our own understandings, and we know how, how far that takes us. Yeah. <clears throat> the last one <clears throat> is sacrifice. So again, the first one is uh, desire, compassion. The second one enduring. And the last one is sacrifice. We must sacrifice our desires of this world. Amen. It's important to identify what those are. Be real with yourself and pray and ask God to re- replace those desires. Mark ten twenty one. Looking at him, Jesus felt the love for him and said to him, One thing you lack. Go and sell all your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. And come follow me. I think we all at times have these possessions, these worldly possessions um, we, 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 we put in front of the Lord. And we need to uh, be mindful of what his scripture just said. That it's not about the treasures that we store here, but it's about the treasures we store in heaven. Amen? Um, for this, this, this rich man that Christ was talking to, he was putting his possessions before God, right? It was, the, it, that, that's what he was seeking. He was a good man, from what the Word tells us. But when the Lord said, lay down all your possessions and give it to the poor, he struggled with it and he couldn't do it. Right? Um, So we must sacrifice our desires of this world. The second one is our possessions. Excuse me. Acts chapter 2, 44 to 45. And all those who had believed were together and, and had all things in common. And they, began se- and they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all, as anyone might have need." This is so awesome, right? Sometimes we hold on to so- those possessions. Like, we have a couch in the garage. I don't know how long we've been holding on to that thing. But my wife, Julie, will not let me get rid of it. And we've tried to sell it a couple times. And it was an, you know, it was an expensive couch when we bought it a long time ago. And that value is still stuck in our head. And, but it's collecting dust, right? doing nothing. We're never going to use it. It's, a, it's too big of a couch. But someone I know out there that could use that couch. Amen. Amen. So, the Lord's telling us we have to sacrifice and regardless of what we pay for, what it is, someone else can better use or needs it more than us just storing it and wrapping it and make, keeping it clean in the garage. Yeah. Amen. But it's so awesome here that, you know, it shows the love of Christ within this community here. They're selling their possessions that they don't need to meet each other's need. Amen. Amen? So there's a... Sacrifice of of possessions. Um, The couch thing just came to mind right now, it was a spirit. It's not in my notes, I promise you. Uh, So when we get home, Julia's gonna start looking around who needs a couch. Um, And then the next one is ourselves for others. We must sacrifice ourselves for others. This is really hard for the flesh. Really hard. I struggle with it. Mark 10:45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. We must exercise to be second. And it's hard. I know it's hard. It's hard for me. But we have to exercise every opportunity that we have to change our plans. You know, for someone else to to um, give time for someone else when we really don't. Um, to to tide to um, in, ev- in, in, in every way that we could. Um, Sacrifice our time, our possessions, our um, wealth, whatever it is. Um, we, we must exercise. We must trust the Lord and, and do it. Every opportunity you get, you're right away. You're going to feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable, and I feel all the things, why, the reasons why I shouldn't. That person is not worthy. That person is this. That person. Who am I, right? Who am I? But we have to. Continue to exercise that so the Lord can get his glory and we can be a blessing. Um, God gave us the biggest sacrifice, as we all know, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He had to take the cross for the crown. He opened our eyes and hearts to show us what true love is. Without God sacrificing his son, Jesus, we would not be in this amazing, deep, rich, loving relationship uh, with our Heavenly Father. So there's a sacrifice that's required. It's not going to be easy, but it's definitely doable. Definitely doable. Some of our brothers in, in Christ in the Bible and sisters shown that it's, it's, that it's doable, right? Just like, um, just like the relationship Paul had with Aquila and Priscilla, right? There was love, they sacrificed, they sold possessions, they traveled, they did all the things, um, they had the desire, their compassion um, that is required. So in closing, The mission is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's God's mission, and we need to engage in it. Our missional life is to follow our missionary God. We are so blessed here at the way, and, um, you know, All the opportunities God provides us here to be a part of his mission, right, um, is here. Um, And all the different sacrifices that we touched on, you see it in our lives, you know? It's so cool, like, you know, when Priscilla and Aquila were doing life groups, Bible, Bible studies in their home, we're actually living it here at the church, right? Um, and really starting to see um, all of our desires to seek his desire. And by by, by seeing that, you see God's love, God's transformation with our hearts, our minds, our soul, and it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Like, my life group has, I'm telling you, like, we've seen, like, you know, we see God's glory and his transformation in our lives here at the church, but I feel like We get glimpse of it during like testimonies, right? But when we're doing life together, like meeting, fellowshipping, having there, spending a couple hours, I don't know about you, but I see God moving in everyone's life. It's so amazing and it's so, it it, it brings so much joy and um, it it encourages us, right? That uh, the more we seek him, the more we are gonna be blessed by him. and it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's so cool. I mean, yesterday, you know, I remember when we first started, when we would be asked to come up here and share or take offering or do announcements. We were trying to dodge PV, <laughs> avoid his calls, his text messages. Um, you know, I think, uh, who was I talking to? I think it was... Uh, um, mela maybe I was talking to um, or no junior, I was talking to junior outside before a service, and you know uh, before we used to do that right we like we didn 't want to come up here and 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 share whatever the case was um, but yesterday we're at the you know youth outing at the beach, <clears throat> and Zach's sitting next to me, and i 'm talking to him, I'm like so yeah tomorrow you 'll be uh, you know doing announcements, uh, tie an offering and i 'm waiting for his really man, you know. Uh, do I really have to do that or you know what we normally say right or we used to say not normally um, and he was like oh yeah all right, I got you no, no problem I'm like what? what is going on what is going on yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and the Lord continued to show me um, you know in the scripture we read he, uh, when he spoke to Paul he said there's people that, that will help you his people are there right and it's so cool. Like, um, and again, this was late last night when he brought it to, you know, life and you know, in, in, in my world. After that, uh, after youth, we came here. We dropped off the kids, and uh, Brother Devin showed up, and um, and uh, he literally came to me, grabbed me from the shoulders. I didn't ask him for anything. He grabbed me from my shoulders, looked right at me, and said, "Do you have the songs for worship tomorrow?" Um, I said no. You pick, pick whatever you want. Uh, it's all good, and um, and just again the desire, the love that you know God provided through Him. It was so special. I was like, man, this is. I'm not alone. Even though Pastor's not here, Ray's not here, God's always here. Amen. Amen. And but my brother, you know, allowed him and was mindful. I was like, man, this is awesome. You know. And then it's still not done, right? So Devin leaves, and I'm getting in the car ready to leave, and then Justice says, hey, do you need anything in the morning? Can I help? I'm like, yeah, actually, 8.30. I need your help. We have praying with understanding. I need your help to set up everything. And, and again, you know, here we go. We have the youth um, being sensitive and knowing what's tomorrow and being willing to... Wake up early and come Amen. and serve. And then it's still not over. I get home, mm-hmm. and Julie says, Okay, babe, tomorrow's going to be early morning. I said, Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, she ensured that she was going to be here and make sure everything, you know, um, was ready for this, uh, for this special wedding that we have every Sunday. Amen? Amen. So <clears throat> just a couple of last notes here. Um, Yeah, just like in Paul's relationship with Aquila and Priscilla God will always provide all the support we need when we are on his mission amen Amen? on his mission Jesus came to earth with a specific mission and that was to take the cross Um, Isaiah do you want to just come up and start. We're closing here. Um, He did not allow anyone including the closest to him to change his mission. Right? Amen. Amen. I pray that we wake up every day to take up our crosses and follow our Father and make his desires our desires. I was nowhere you came to my rescue From the grave I've been raised When I needed a Savior to save me. Jesus, you made a way